On the podcast today, we are going to dissect chapter 23 of the Tao Te Ching, which makes up the 23rd chapter of the 81 meditations on the Tao Te Ching. And as usual, Guy Young will read Jia Fu Feng and Jane English's translation, and I will read Derek Lin's translation. To talk little is natural. High winds do not last all morning. Heavy rain does not last all day. Why is this? Heaven and earth. If heaven and earth cannot make things last forever, why is it possible for us? Those who follow the Tao are at one with the Tao. Those who are virtuous experience virtue. Those who lose their way are lost. When you are at one with the Tao, the Tao welcomes you. When you are at one with virtue, virtue is always there. When you are at one with loss, loss is experienced willingly. Those who do not trust enough will not be trusted. Sparse speech is natural. Thus strong wind does not last all morning. Sudden rain does not last all day. What makes this so? Heaven and earth. Even heaven and earth cannot make it last. How can humans? Thus those who follow the Tao are with the Tao. Those who follow virtue are with virtue. Those who follow loss are with loss. Those who are with the Tao the Tao is also pleased to have them. Those who are with virtue, virtue is also pleased to have them. Those who are with loss, loss is also pleased to have them. Those who do not trust sufficiently, others have no trust in them. So this chapter is about our conviction and following the Tao and not forgetting it. So as people who have watched or listened to our previous podcast, just the last few, four or five chapters of the Tao Te Ching we discussed the problems in forgetting the Tao, and now we're starting to reinforce our conviction and following the Tao and how to emulate nature. Yes. Uh, and it's an interesting way that Lao Tzu pinpoints this, especially when he, he discusses speech and the, the habit to excessively talk because communication in some sense should be in, in tune with the Tao and it shouldn't be long-winded or noisy or chattery which is very common in the modern day, as we know. Yes. Again, the first line that to talk little is natural. Mm. And sparse speech is natural, mm. right? So Lao Tzu here is not saying a lot of talk is natural. Mm. Little talk is natural. Yep. So that's something, again, is coming from the deep observation of the way of nature, the Tao, right? Mm. Uh, nature doesn't make too much noise no. while everything goes in, in order, mm. right? While, but we like to, as you mentioned, talk too much. Again, the speech itself has to come into balance, mm. has to be enough, right? Yep. Too much talk, obviously, things become out of balance. And that's what we see a lot in modern days, right? Mm. But obviously... Nature is uh, otherwise. Well, nature, as we always talk about, always finds balance, no matter what extreme it goes towards. And we always forget that we are part of nature. And so we've turned language into this thing that we excessively use, which puts us out of balance with nature itself. And we feel that intrinsically within ourselves, that we are out of, out of balance with nature when we're excessively talking mm. you can feel the energy rise into your head it's not natural to be like that and so 
one of the problems that Lao Tzu points out is that the more that we cultivate this habit of excessive talking, naturally we lean into having strong opinions and beliefs and we lack humility then mm. because once we fully buy into the linguistic model and uh, start to promote our agendas and our opinions on other people, then that's where we start to lack humility and we cause division within society. And we have to remember that this chapter is from the Warring States period. So Lao Tzu himself also saw this habit within the Confucian culture of the time and even critiquing Confucianism and Confucian himself, where Confucius, you know, was, uh, he was a wordsmith and he was promoting his own socio-political economic philosophy on the world and was making people you know sleep in certain postures and so forth and so on but also teaching them to have this artificial linguistic framework which then enhances uh, the negative tendency to have strong opinions and beliefs mm -hmm. which causes more division within society where we d don't have the foresight to see that we are part of nature and if we can just calm down and stop excessively speaking and s stop the conditional process that we go through, then peace and equanimity is a natural byproduct of that. Yes. As opposed to having all of these agendas and this and that. We see this in the modern world, right? There's a constant splintering of society based on words and it's getting even more stupid mm. as we know and where you know the linguistic framework is being used as a weapon to divide people and it's it's utterly ridiculous and in some sense violent to follow that sort of path that's actually a really nice way to put it a linguistic weapon yeah i like that actually yeah too much words uh, only going to breed more rational thinking rational thinking meaning more division, more separation, more analytical uh, way of thinking mm. and also categorizing things, right? Mm. And in modern days, I feel like we've come so far, far away from the way the nature is, as we all know, right? Yeah. That divides us and, yeah, in the end, it's, it's, it's violent. Yes, it's... Uh, it divides us in a level that uh, supporting and promoting some level of uh, discrimination mm. using the linguistic weapon, yep. right? Yeah, and it's even more clever in the modern day, as you know, because people will use certain labels that they associate with themselves to play the victim in yeah. society, and they're using that as a weapon to get an up upper hand and all that really is is a sign of weakness and a lack of humility mm. because you have you have an agenda and you want to get something you want to be untouchable within society because of a label that you associate with and we see this all the time people will use any sorts of labels to play the victim to get an upper hand in society and it's and it obviously is a sign of weakness and that leads into all sorts of forms of psychosis and society is pandering towards this these days. 
unfortunately, because no one wants to step out of tune and say, hey, wait up a second. Like no one wants to point out the elephant in the room. And so we have this real clever mentality of how to use language as a weapon in the modern day to gain an upper hand in society. Yes. And that, that's just a sign of a lack of humility. And this is Lao Tzu's point, that, that it, his warning back 2,500 years ago was, yes. was about what we're living in in the modern world. Yeah, he was uh, kind of almost the first witness of it all, right? And a similar thing was happening back in those times when he was alive mm. and he was obviously critiquing the Confucianism itself. But uh, with the modern day, what's uh, happening, I see that, uh, yes, lack of humility, lack of uh, understanding uh, philosophy of uh, Taoism, if they even know about it, if mm. they even mm. uh, are aware of it. Mm. But also, I don't know like if it's a hum- uh, lack of uh, humility, of lack of understanding the way of nature. It's more so we've come so far away from uh, way of nature so we o- i almost feel that we are collectively sick mm. Mm. so collectively insane yep. collectively we are suffering from uh, psychosis mm. and to me it's no longer subtle anymore no. and that's how we've come so much f- further away from nature which we all are originally, mm. and we've forgotten long, long, long time ago. And that is a deep sadness within the entire world with uh, witnessing what's happening around the world modern days. And that's why a lot of people, even you and I included, uh, prefer to live in traditional cultures and countries because when you look at traditional cultures, they they are the byproduct of cultural evolution. And so you have all of this lineage of spirituality, of culture, philosophy, that has stood the test of time. Mm. And what we see in the West now is we're trying to just eradicate that within one generation. Well, let's be frank, since the social media era, so ten within 10 years, just trying to get rid of traditional cultures and this and that, to appease certain people in society. And this, again, is a stepping away from simplicity into complexity. Mm. And so Lao Tzu's point here, in some sense, is that nature itself is simple, right? Like strong wind doesn't last all morning. Sudden rain doesn't last all day. Mm. Our speech shouldn't, should reflect that as well. It shouldn't last all day. We shouldn't have so many beliefs and so many opinions in our mind, we shouldn't be overly conditioned. But what has happened, particularly in the West, is you're getting this element of complexity and we're becoming far too complex. And as you said, we are moving into some sort of form of mass psychosis where people are disconnected from their actual, their true nature. And so they will try to change everything about themselves to suit whatever the agenda of the moral flavors of the time are. Mm. But those moral flavors of the time are completely out of sync with our traditional uh, cultures and lineage that have stood the test of time. 
And so we're just trying to go from here to there in just a few years. Yes. And so nature is fundamentally simple. And humans are fundamentally simple as well. Mm. But we have a propensity to make life overly complicated. Mm. And that's what's happening in the modern day especially, particularly because of technology. Mm. It's becoming far too complex. And so when you have complexity, what do you have? You have fragmentation. So you have a fragmentation of society and also a fragmentation of the psyche. Mm. And that's why you are seeing this, this mass psychosis within the world today. I mean, we all are conditioned in certain way, right? Because of our um, background that we all have and the education that we were brought up with. And mm. But as time goes by, it feels like that uh, the thickness of uh, conditioning is getting thicker and thicker and thicker and the layers getting added on top of each other and mm. that too many layers of conditioning now. Mm. And... How ridiculous it sounds that nowadays they trying to implement some very uh, inappropriate education to younger uh, underage children, Mm. which is, uh, I think, uh, again, that is a sign of a mass psychosis to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that more like rules and regulations get introduced to society. And for some reason, some people agree with that. And we bring more conditioning to come to our life, right? Mm-hmm. The more we are conditioned in different ways, more we are going to be disconnected with nature, not only with nature, more so with own, our own true self, right? Mm-hmm. Just we, we are only going to get further and further away from who we truly are and where we really came from. Yep. And without that understanding, I don't know what can really happen. It's not going to be too nice no well that's why this chapter is about remembering the Tao Mm. and as you said with all of these layers of conditioning going on top as you mentioned earlier in the podcast they wouldn't even know what Tao is Mm. they because they've gone so far away from it they have no idea what it is because they live in such complexity and I've mentioned on on the podcast before a Taoist hermit I know in China a lady and she, for her, having a gas oven, like a little, you know, a little one of these ones for camping, for her, it was a big decision because that's stepping too close towards civilization. Because mm. she always used just fire, you know, just sticks and that to, to make her food. And she lives in a hut up in the mountains. And lives a very simple life, very pure. Like if you look at her eyes, it'll make you cry because the purity in the eyes you won't see in society, particularly with the, the people that we are talking about who play the victim, um, who have a lot of anger and that within their eyes. But this lady just living in the mountains is following the hermit tradition of Taoism. And that was a big decision. Mm. Like. I think, uh, you know, it's, I'm becoming too civilized if I have this little gas thing. Because when things get more convenient for you, that it does eliminate certain faculty in your mind. Mm. Certain, I don't know, is, yeah, certain faculty in your mind and also 
you learn how it's like to have a bit of a comfort. Yeah. Mm. And that does something to your mind as well. Yeah. Mm. Comfortability and convenience kills the Tao. It really does. Because we can, because humans are the perfect technology in the universe. We are the, like the tip of the fractal. Yes. So all of the big bang in that is flowing through us to self-actualize, to become conscious of the universe. And what we're doing now is we're stepping further and further into comfortability and convenience. And so we keep losing the sense of the Tao because we're outsourcing fundamental tasks that we do Mm. to other things. Yes. Okay, uh, usually I wash the dishes. Now I have a dishwasher. Mm. Usually I scrub my clothes with my hands. Now I have a, Mm. a washing machine. Yes. Now, some may say, well, that's, you know, it's frivolous. And look, I, you know, I can sympathize with that too. Okay, it's not that bad. But there's this continual outsourcing mm. which separates us from nature and is turning us into just this constant couch potato mm. where we're just focusing just on the screen, the pho- our phones, and we're living in a digital world while we're getting unhealthy mm. in the, our mind and body. Mm. Because we continually outsourcing things. Mm. And one of the simple, like a, a Zen meditation, for example, is when, for example, like we get so caught up in our mind, right? We get so caught up in the complexity of our mind because we're always focused on ourselves. And we wonder why we suffer with anxiety and so forth and so on. Mm. Because we always want to do things throughout the day, right? But instead of what you want to do, you need to focus on what needs to be done. Yes. So, okay, the rubbish needs to be taken out. Take Just it out. Just do it. Mm. Need to wash the dishes. Wash the dishes. Yes. And so what you find then when you just do what needs to be done, you have a state of equanimity mm. because you're not, ha- you're not having these big dopamine dumps mm. where you're going from the, the, the scale is going like this from high to low to low where you want to keep the scale you know, you need to have a little bit of variety, but mm. you don't want it tipping like this. And that's how the Taoist lives. That's mm. why Lao Tzu constantly is talking about not having excessive joy or excessive suffering. Yes. Having perfect balance mm. because you build this psychologically sane and healthy individual, what the universe intended mm. for us, as opposed to believing in all of these crazy ideas and uh, opinions that society promotes and wants people to follow. Yes. And usually they want you to follow them for financial ends that don't suit you but suit the bottom line for the companies and that that promote them. Mm. So this continual outsourcing of activity and skills for humans is fun, is killing us deep down. Mm like you were alluding to, like you feel it feels a bit empty mm. when you have all of this comfortability and convenience. Again, everything comes at a cost, Yeah. right? Yeah. So, so again, just like way of nature, just like the Tao, mm. it's, it comes into, it has, things has to come to the balance, mm. to the balance, whether that's for better or worse, yeah. right? Mm. So if there is more technology, then there is a cost, 
it the whatever the technology um, takes the uh, workload off our brain is that's how much we might lose certain abilities, certain capacity in our brain, right? Because yep. we now rely on uh, technology so much. But with the what goes with it is I think the ability to control is extremely high now. We uh, feel that we have um, this uh, superpower, supernatural power that we can control everything, mm. right? Mm. And it's, it is true in some sense at a certain level of um, uh, limitation that we do control things and we can make things possible within uh, what we uh, the technology that allow that to happen, mm. right? Mm. But uh, because we want to control everything, that is to say also how we became fearful and insecure we had become, mm. I think. Mm. Because let's say 100 years ago, there are so many things that we couldn't control, right? There were wars were happening, things that we can't control. Mm. And people were a lot stronger than us yeah. because of that reason, I think. Because they had more capacity to deal with the problems and obstacles in life. They were more prepared because they, uh, the life wasn't under their control. Mm. But I think it is like that still now. Mm. That hasn't changed. Mm. But these uh, such advanced technology and science give us this illusion of the control. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about life and uh, birth and uh, uh, death. Birth and death. Birth and life. Birth and death. Mm. Like, can we control it? Like, we, every single one of us in the world, haven't, we weren't born, be, born because we wanted to be, right? We mm. just came to existence. And can we avoid death? No, we can't. So things are not under control, but we have this illusion of that we can control our life. Mm. With the, even we can, people say, we can um, prolong our life beyond the, uh, our lifespan because of technology. Yep. Right. Well, technologies come from nature as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how far do you want to control? Mm. And there's so much control, again, implying so much fear that we are in as well. Mm. So, yeah, again, like I said, people 100 years ago were much more prepared to prevent or to deal with the difficulties in life because they knew uh, things are not everything can be under control. Yeah, that's a great point. People back in the day were a lot tougher mm. because they had more resilience, because of they, they lacked the control. You know, they had to deal with life as it comes to them. And what do we see in the modern world? Where we see is particularly with the younger generations, there's a real softness, there's a soft underbelly where if something doesn't work for them, they get very sensitive and emotional because they were raised with technology where there's this illusion of control. Yes. And so that's why in some sense, if you look back in the older times, sure, there was a lot of troubles and this and that, but generally people were really real mm. and authentic because they had to deal with certain situations that life throws at them and there was no way around it. You just had to deal with it. You had to harden up and deal with it. Yes. 
And life actually wants that from you a little bit. But we've created this overly sensitive society where we can't talk about anything or we can't, even in this modern world where we have stupid things like toxic masculinity and, and, and stuff like that, to try and undermine men just for being men. But the whole idea of life is so that you can learn to adapt mm. and have the skills to deal with it. That's what following the Tao is, is to ad- learn from the experiences you have and adapt, not be overly emotional about it, and just move efficaciously with the environment. You're supposed to calibrate with the environment. This is part of the Tao. But in this day and age, we are teaching us, particularly the youth, you should be overly sensitive about it. And if someone does something or life doesn't work out for you, then you should throw your arms up and be angry about it. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. And we're, we're really training younger generations to have a soft underbelly. Mm. And so the generations, like even you and I, at, compared to our parents, there's still a bit of, I mean, it's not much difference, but you can see the regression into complexity and softness and, and softness here, as I mentioned, in the real wrong sense where you can't deal with the environment that, that you are experiencing. Yes. And so you have to be a lot like the, the, like Zhuangzi's idea of the martial arts Taoist. You know, like you, you move efficaciously with the environment. You know how to take a blow. You know how to move with the blow. Mm. You don't apply force back. But you know what I mean? Like you, you're a flexible, yes. like the last chapter we spoke about. Yes, yes. You have that flexibility to move with life mm. and are not thrown off here or there. Yes. Again, that's a beauty of life. That's art of life. It is the art of that life. In, in that perspective, every each individual are, in some sense, artists mm. because they express themselves through the life that they live from their choices they make, decisions they make, mm. right? Mm. That itself, that their life itself is expression of ourselves. In that sense, life itself is uh, just like a beautiful painting on a canvas. Mm. Mm. Canvas is our life, our time on the, this planet Earth. Yeah. And you are the artist. You are the one that drawn the painting. You're mm. the, putting the colors to it, lines to it. Right, mm. so in that sense, what makes your life more beautiful is going over and overcoming those obstacles that life throws at you, mm. instead of blaming and criticizing things mm. or playing the victim. Playing the victims, yeah. yes, and that is trying to go, trying to shy away from. The challenge yeah. that life itself presents in front of you. Mm. If it if life happened to you, our job is to live through, mm. right? Mm. Whether that's gonna be extremely hard or it's a bit easier, whatever it might be. Mm. Again, that comes with a letting go and acceptance, right? Acceptance of our life. Um, I mean, like, we have all our moments, right? Like, why did it happen to me and this and that? But in the end, who, can, who is responsible to 
to carry the problems away. It's all on us, right? Exactly. And that's what this chapter is speaking about, right? It's speaking about if you want to be with Tao, you'll be with Tao. If you want to be with virtue, you'll be with virtue. You want to be with loss, you'll be with loss. There's a karma aspect to this chapter, as you're alluding to. And it's interesting because if we look at the philosophy of karma, right? Karma comes from India. And you and I have lived in India for a long period of time. And because karma is a fundamental philosophy in India, no matter whether in Hinduism, Jainism or Buddhism, people accept the plight that they've been dealt in mm. life. They accept the actions that they've done. Sure, you're going to get a couple, right, that, aren't, that don't. But most people in general, the fundamental philosophy is that the reason why I'm in the position I am in is because I put my life in that motion to be where I'm at. And then they don't even complain about the family that they were brought into because that's even seen as a lesson to be learned or the, the situation that they were given at life. Look, a lot of us in life are dealt a pretty bad you know, deck of cards yes, yes. in life. Yes. But the, the interesting thing in India because of the, the karmic philosophy is you learn how to deal with that and to set your life in motion. Yes. I mean, if we were all born the same and we had all the same privilege or, or whatnot, it might, life would probably be pretty much boring. Yeah. And you wouldn't actually have a great artist or athlete because usually they come from the real soil of life and they have a real yearning to become great. You wouldn't even see, you would have no beautiful art in the world if we were all born all the same. That's the part of the beauty of life. And so this chapter is talking about that karmic principle and as we were talking about, not complaining about the deck of cards you've been dealt, yes. not complaining about the situation you find yourself in, but taking ownership of your life. Mm. That's why I said this is about the conviction and following the Tao. Mm. If you're on the spiritual path, and nothing could be any greater than that. Yes. If you want to lean into virtue, then be like Confucius. Yes. You'll just become a politician. Mm. But don't complain about the situation you find yourself in. Mm. And if you are complaining about your life, which is the loss aspect, mm. then your life will always be in that energy. Yes. You'll be... 20 complaining about your life, you'll be 70 complaining about your life. Yes. You will have not experienced any joy. Mm. And so the whole purpose of your existence is to experience joy, to experience contentment. No matter the situation you've experienced, we've all had crappy experiences diff in differing degree. But would you want that person to dwell in that grief forever or would you want them to experience joy? And contentment. That uh, famous uh, verses in the poem by uh, Charles Orkowski, mm. that I think you can um, recite it better. The, God had a perfect plan for me, something. Yeah, something along those lines. It, Charles Bukowski said that uh, life has kept me just where I need to be. Mm. So, and that's a real humble statement that he said. It was in a, it was in a documentary back in the, I think the seventies. And Charles, he he was a he was a post 
he worked at the uh, post office in Los Angeles for a long period of time, 30 years, something crazy. Mm. And then as a writer, he finally became famous, I think it wasn't until his 50s. Yeah, very later in his life. In his life. But even then, he, you know, he didn't have a lot of riches in his study. You know, he, he did well because writers were actually valued back in that, in that time. And, but he, he did say to the interviewer that life has kept me just where I need to be. I never, I've never had too much. Mm. I've never had too little. But I've just had what I, what I actually needed yes. in life. And that's a, that's a great philosophy that we all should actually yes. remind ourselves about. And again, like he, that uh, what he said, just shows that how much he accepted his life and himself humbly, and he worked through it, mm. right? Mm. And he, um, again, like a few things that happened in his life uh, kept him in humble place, and he, he accepted it. Mm. He didn't go out and whine, uh, crying and whine and complain and playing victims there. Mm. You know, and he had such. I think that's such a profound and insightful thing for all of us, especially nowadays, uh, to accept the position that we are in and the environment that we are in. Mm. is It's nothing to blame for anything or anyone. It's almost like we are supposed to be here. Mm. Like yep. Again, the other thing in Ellen um, Watts' lecture once, he said, we are here because we imagined to be here in the past. So that's exactly what we imagined in the past. That's why we are here. So it's all on us. Yep. It's not anyone to blame. In that sense, that's why, again, the way of nature is extremely almost like painful painfully honest mm -hmm. 100% what i'm saying it's painfully honest is it's it's too honest so it's too painful for a lot of people mm -hmm. right because we, we don't want to accept it mm -hmm. we don't want to look at it we just want to keep ignoring it right but in that sense in the nature is extremely honest and when we can totally embrace that honesty of nature, and I think then we can move forward in our life as complete, most honest and spiritual we could be. Yeah. Well, that's the trust element of this chapter too, isn't it? Having the acceptance of our life, uh, letting go of the control that, of, of the, the thought that we can control where we are in our life again you you put your life in motion do you want to follow the spiritual path well from right this moment today that's what you're going to be doing it's not oh, i'm going to dip my toe in the water it's you dive straight in yeah like there is no dipping the toe if you dip your toe you're just going to be like other people who are not sincere about following the Tao. so this is about this chapter in the end is about letting go and having trust. As mm -hmm. Lao Tzu says, those who do not trust sufficiently, others have no trust in them. Yes. So you need to find that trust. You need to stop forgetting the Tao. Mm -hmm. This is what it's about, you know, because if we look at the the river analogy, so the river analogy in Tao where you're either fighting the current 
or you're holding onto the banks of the river. That's, a, that's an attempt to control your life. I don't want to accept where I am. I don't want to believe this about myself. Mm. But you have to let go. Mm. And once you let go, the river's power, the current becomes your power. That's what the is. The translation of the Tao Te Ching is the way, the book of the way and its power. Mm. So the is the power the of the Tao. Yes. But the only way you can experience the power mm. of the Tao is in letting go and trusting. When people say they don't know the Tao, they've never experienced it in their life, it's because they try to control their life, mm. everything we've been speaking about. They've never let go and just thought, what will come will come. Yes. I remember there's a story with you and I when you went to do a visa run in Malaysia to mm -hmm. come back to Thailand and you weren't allowed to come back into Thailand. Mm -hmm. And that caused a bit of distress for us because you're stuck in Kuala Lumpur and I'm in Chiang Mai. But the beautiful thing that you did was it was a lesson in letting go for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually, well, you ended up back in Chiang Mai mm -hmm. as, as things turn out. Yeah. But the, the very trying to resolve the problem in some, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, actually inhibits the problem. Mm. So sometimes we just have to let go. And I see this all the time. People are trying to control their life so much that they forget the Tao. And, well, they don't know the Tao. Yes. You know? And what happens when you don't know the Tao? You become depressed. Mm. You, because of what we were talking about before with comfortability and convenience, you feel like something's missing in your life. Mm. So that's why we start making up things. Yes, that's right. Anna Hemke, if, uh, who was on a podcast, who, who talks about uh, dopamine detox, she's got a, a great book called The Dopamine Nation. She says that because of the way the world is now, people are generally bored mm. because we don't have things to do. Like what we spoke about, just do the simple things. Take the trash out, do what needs to be done, and you'll find there's a lot of happiness in that. Yeah. But because we've made the world so comfortable and convenient, People are just making stuff up. And so then they start complaining about their plight in life because they're not just living their life. And you're, so you're not letting go and, allow, and, and, and letting the Tao move you where you will, where you need to be. And so we suffer from depression, suicide. There's no wonder that all of these are the highest they've ever been in history. Yes. It's almost all this uh, much of um, advanced technology made us cripple, but mentally crippled. Yep. Mentally crippled, exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. Physically, of course, we're fine. Same I mean, here. like yeah. we, people nowadays, you go to the gym, every single person are like really like muscly and strong <laughs> and, you know, they can bloody move the... Lift the, the car up. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I think it's um, it, too much um, dependent on technology and this uh, idea of control, the illusion of the control control that we think we have is only given us the um, crippled mentality, yep. I think. That's just uh, somewhat, uh, yeah, our certain, maybe big part of our brain is disabled and never going to come to a function a functionality yeah unfortunately but see that that complexity mm. and and that 
crippled mind yes. is a constant moving away from each other uh, yeah. because we forget the Tao. And what happens when you forget the Tao? It's a splintering of society where we become more individualistic and more tribal. I don't like him. I don't like her. Even on an individualistic level. So you, you build this barrier. Yes. And this was enhanced through the pandemic mm. where we were told to look at each other like we were germs. We were told to isolate from each other and not connect with each other. You see more fist bumps now as, a, as opposed to shaking hands. This is all a disconnect. Instead of hugging someone or shaking their hand, we're doing fist bumps, we're, you know, we're keeping our distance. It's a constant moving away, a splintering, a forgetting of the Tao, where the Tao is fundamentally one, because we are fundamentally one. It doesn't matter what you think. Exactly. Whoever's listening and watching, it doesn't matter what you think, we are fundamentally one, and you can keep making up crazy philosophies and playing the victim, but we are fundamentally one, and that's just a fact of the matter that you're going to have to deal with. And so... Painful, but it's truth. Painful, but it's truth. And so what you're seeing is corporations and governments and this and that are teaching, are training people to be disconnected. Mm. So it's up to us to reconnect mm. and to follow. And how do you reconnect? We let go of the river. You trust yes. and you follow. Yes. Because the Tao knows all. The Tao is the way. Mm. But... The Tao is not a personified God. It, no. is, an, it is impersonal. Yes. So the Tao loves and nourishes all but does not lord it over us. Mm. It's just the way. Mm. That's why in this chapter, it, you can choose the Tao, the Tao will be with you. You can choose virtue, virtue will be with you. Yes. You can choose loss, loss will be with you. The Tao does not care. Yes. This is not an Abrahamic religion. This is the actual reality, the real way of the world, mm. the way of the universe. And so it's not a story. It's actually how you experience it once you let go and you trust. Because, tr because trust is, is unity, is oneness. Trust is the paradox of unity. Mm. So we can say we want unity, we want oneness, but we actually need to trust to experience it. Mm. That's the problem, see. People say they want unity, they want oneness. But they don't trust. But they don't trust. Yes. And so that's the paradox. If you don't trust, you'll never know the Tao. Yes. Again, those who do not trust enough will not be trusted. Mm. Like those who don't, do not trust way of Tao, Tao will not trust you. No. Like Tao will no longer guide you the way you're supposed to go. Yep. Right? The world is fundamentally against you at the minute. Right. The governments, the corporations, this, that, they are driving the world insane mm. and are driving people to disconnect. Mm. And, well, if we look at the statistics of depression, suicide, psychological episodes, they're the highest than ever. Why do we support these governments and corporations mm. who promote the splintering of society? Mm. And so... If you're feeling anxious or stressed, you know, I implore you to go out and look a stranger in the eye mm. and give them a smile. Simple things. Reconnect. Don't look down or don't shy away. Look them in the eye. You know, they might feel uncomfortable. 
But if you've been in India, people look you in the eye all the time. Even a stranger, you'll be eating in the restaurant there. <laughs> and then you... The, staring. Staring. That, and, then, st- and then you give the little head wobble. Everyone's all good, you know. So... Yes. But, but do these simple things. And also, another thing I would really like to uh, suggest to people is that when you go for a walk and just do like a little activities, just leave phone alone. Leave the phone at and, home. And don't put these things in the ear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these, um, yeah. I don't know what, anyway. Earphones. <laughs> yeah, it's just so to open our senses to the reality, mm. not closing up. Yeah, just leave all these digital devices alone and just we go ourselves outside and just face reality firsthand, mm. not through the phone, not through the... Music playing in, in your ears and whatnot. Like you said, don't control what you want. Yeah. Because that's controlling, right? Mm. When I go for a walk, I want to listen to this podcast. I want to listen to this music. Mm. What if you just allow life to be as it is yeah. without you interfering with it? Have you ever thought about that? Because that's the way it's always been. Just because there's 10 years that you thought you were pretty cool with your, your earbuds and your, your silly phone doesn't mean that that's the way it's always been. The reason why we didn't go mad is because we didn't have that and we survived for a long, long time. Much, much longer. But the reason we're going mad within 10 years, you might want to think about that thing you have in your hand and those things you have in your ears. The rubbish that you're listening to and watching through that. Just give yourself some time and space a little bit Mm. for yourself. Exactly. Away from everything, away from any noise that you want to choose to uh, get di- distracted by. Exactly, right? yeah. Just go out there and face the world firsthand and see what comes to you. Yeah. And be more sensible to uh, your immediate reality. You will see more. You will get to hear more things, right? Your senses will become more alive. Mm. Mm. Life becomes more vibrant. Yes. You and I know this. Mm. And this is why when people go to India, they say their senses are on fire because every sense is attuned. Mm. But, it's, but it, it's an actual peaceful attunement because you're finally in harmony with an environment where all your senses are on. Mm. But it's, you're not overwhelmed with beliefs or opinions about what's happening. You're experiencing it as it is. Yes. So you've got your conditioning out of the way because... Your American conditioning does not matter in India anymore. You're just going to have to uh, crop and delete that. And experience is, is just where you're at. Yes. And then when you are experiencing, then it's such a beautiful thing because you're not in your head anymore. You're just experiencing life itself. Exactly. And that's how humans were designed beautiful. to experience life itself. Yes. And so that's how we remember the Tao. We let go. We trust. And we experience life as it is. And that's how we can become one with our life. One with the Tao. Exactly. Yes. Okay, guys, we hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next time.